All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction, and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're going to pivot to the... uh the indictment of former President Donald J. Trump with a uh, our veteran and geopolitical expert. Uh, we've got Brian Lasher on the line with us here. And uh, thank you, Brian, for joining us again here on the program. Thank you, Joy. Uh, all right. So uh, uh, this this whole thing of indicting a former chief executive of the United States, it I mean, you teach history. Uh, this is unprecedented. Yes. Uh, of course, I think they would have indicted Nixon, and he was pardoned. True. Um, but he's not just the former president. He's also the leading candidate for the Republican Party. And so, no, I, I don't – this is unprecedented. Well, yeah, and, and, and the, 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 the thought is is that we've reached a new level of um, – of rancor, if you will, if if one party can indict the other party's leading candidate uh, into oblivion, you know, I mean that 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 starts getting to the point of that our system doesn't work. Wow. All right. So uh, first off, are you surprised that this indictment came down? That that Merrick Garland the uh, Attorney General actually went through with this? Uh, it doesn't not surprise me, but, yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Uh, you know, right now the FBI and DOJ are under a microscope, and this is a, a very provocative move. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, the, the charges are serious. I've certainly worked with classified information, but uh, – other, you know, officials uh, that they've looked at with with uh, classified information, they've never been treated like this. And so, when you treat somewhat somebody different, uh, you know, I I think the trust in the institutions is the larger issue here, and that's what I'm concerned about. You know, this morning I got a a, a newsletter from the New York Times, uh, literally titled "What if Trump were somebody else." And David Leonhardt is saying things like, you know, two weeks ago, a federal judge uh, 
uh, sentenced a former Air Force lieutenant colonel to three years in jail for removing hundreds of secret documents. In April, Jeremy Brown, uh, a member of Special Forces, seven years in prison. Uh, another one in 2018, uh, five and a half years for S- NSA documents at his house. Of course, we've had multiple civilians in, and then you, like you say, there's these <laughs> elites that have never suffered any consequences for having uh, classified documents in their possession. Uh, that really is yeah. the rub here, isn't it? Well, I, I think there's there's two points here. Number one, this isn't just an official. Uh, this is the, the president of the United States, and the bureaucracy works for the president. The bureaucracy is in Article 2, Section 2, and... You know, all powers in the bureaucracy are to serve the execution of the president's policy. And, of course, he has uh, declassification authority. So that's one issue. Um, the, the second issue is, you know, and, and when I say that there are other officials who have been treated differently, they're, they're political officials. I mean, we know right now that, that Pence had classified documents. Clinton had classified documents. And, indeed, that went to, to trial uh, and the judge threw it out and said the Presidential Records Act, A, uh, did not apply to him because he was allowed to declassify them. Now, I don't know whether he did that prior to leaving office or, you know, after. But uh, the the second thing is it is a civil uh, penalty, not a, a criminal penalty. And, you know, they're looking to uh, this indictment is looking to put Trump uh, in jail for the rest of his life. And, you know, I go back and I think about what's happened in the past 20 years. I don't know if you recall that Sandy Berger was the Clinton National Security Advisor. He literally went into the National Archives, put documents into his pants, stole the documents, and he paid a civil fine and he lost his uh, law license for a few years. Um, but, you know, that's the most uh, egregious case I can think of. Um, when we think of Hillary Clinton and, you know, what she did to her servers and literally wiped them clean and destroyed 30,000 emails. Um, and then you look at, you know, Clapper lying under oath uh, in Congress and you look at what McCabe did and what Strzok did and what Comey did. Uh, and these reports that have come out with Horowitz, you know, uh, and, and the most recent being the Durham report. And to me, it's just it's two standards of justice here when there's already a very high level of mistrust. And if we don't trust our institutions, it, it undermines the entire system. And I think, to me, that's the larger issue. Oh, I had callers yesterday indicating that this is all coming down now, even after 10 months of back and forth mm-hmm. with the National Archives and the Justice Department. But this is coming down now because of the Senator Grassley um, uh, you know, talking about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and 17 phone calls uh, with uh, Ukraine officials from Burisma, that this is basically a wag the dog scenario to get the the heat off of the president. Uh, what, what's to that? What do you think? So uh, I, I certainly understand why they think that. The, the answer, of course, is I, I don't know. But um, I think it's a legitimate, uh, a, a legitimate point of view. And, you know, when you look at the whole Russian collusion thing, we know now for a fact that this was all part of the Clinton campaign 
to trump up these charges on Trump and uh, in order to bury what happened with her server. Mm. And um, I, I do find it very ironic that this comes out the very day that this uh, the redacted letter goes to the members of the House uh, committee that are looking at this. And yeah, again, these are allegations. We don't know. We, we don't know what is what is on that form. It's been alleged that the vice while he was vice president, Biden took a five million dollar bribe. And Grassley is saying there's phone recordings of this. And the fact that it comes out on that day and the other medias aren't uh, they're not picking this up. Um, I, I can see why people think that. Uh, but the fact that people are thinking that shows the complete mistrust and not only of our government institutions, not only of DOJ and FBI, uh, but it, it's a complete mistrust of the media. Mm. And so when we need the media and we need honesty in the media, most of all, there's a complete lack of, of belief in what the media is saying. And we have we've now become two, you know, divided societies. And, you know, I see this in talking to my kids and I recently came back from a trip out in Salt Lake City. I was grading AP exams for government, and I'd sit at a table, uh, and, and you could tell when people were – they did not want to talk because they, they didn't want to rock the boat. And mm-hmm. some people would say things, um, you know, completely partisan, and you could tell on the faces of other people that they disagreed with it, but they were afraid to talk. And if we can't talk about our differences and talk about, you know, these complex issues because we don't believe each other, uh, it is, it's a huge problem. Yeah, we're, we're getting to a point where the, the ability to civilly discuss, uh, points of view is almost being wiped out in, in our culture, and it's a really sad situation. I, I'm interested in, um, uh, you know, in in the in the idea that uh, uh, that the media. You you mentioned the media, and and here's a situation. Uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy had an interaction with a CNN reporter, and literally someone who was fired for re, uh, releasing or leaking classified documents to the media, is now, a, um, is now uh, on CNN as an analyst, a paid analyst, I, I think CNN's senior legal analyst or something like that. And, and, and it's like shocking to me, you know, kind of this inside inside the beltway thing where where you go from one to the other what, what are your thoughts on that well yeah I, you know um i i did see that clip uh he had mentioned by name both mccabe and clapper yes and you know i i actually got to meet uh clapper when he was here near he came to law day um, okay. and I, I heard him speak and and he has he has a lot of insight so you know the fact that he you know, I, I would call it lying to Congress. I mean, I, it was pretty clear he was asked a point-blank question, and, you know, later he did admit that he misspoke. But um, he has insight. So it, it, to me, you don't disqualify somebody because they've done something wrong if they have a lot of insight. But, you know, the, the question she asked, the, the reporter asked, is, you know, how come you're supporting Trump? 
um, with all these charges. And, and first off, again, I'm not a lawyer, so, right. uh, you know, I, I, I can't comment on the validity of the charges other than everything that has been done to that man, it's, it's just, it's, it's over the top. And I, uh, I teach, um, civil liberties in my government class, and I have this quote by, uh, Justice Robert Jackson, he was the Attorney General under FCR, and I have it, and it's, it's pretty quick, but he says, if the prosecutor is obliged to choose the cases, it follows that he chooses the defendants. Therein is the most dangerous power of the prosecutor, that he will pick people that he thinks he should get rather than pick cases that need to be prosecuted. Wow. And, you know, with the, the, the number of statutes on the books, if somebody wanted to go out and get somebody, most people in America would would have violated some law. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not again, I'm not commenting on uh, whether or not these charges are valid. And I don't know that they are. There's a there's a lot of questions around that, but they may very well be valid. This is clearly an attempt to destroy the man. And as you mentioned, the, 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 your callers yesterday may also be correct. Uh, that this is obfuscating a much larger scandal, um, and and again these are these are all allegations against Biden. But you go back to the Hunter Biden laptop, and you know uh, the the charges are very very serious. Yeah. And so um, I I just think that the political uh, the DOJ has been politicized, and I, I think this is a very unfortunate. Uh, period for our country let let's grab a phone call hey uh you are live with brian lasher and joel natale here on talk erie go ahead very good points that mr lasher is making um you know i guess i my cynicism is kicking in now and i and i appreciate the fact that on paper the uh bureaucracy is supposed to serve at the will of the executive but i don't think that's true anymore um i remember reading as a young man uh Richard Nixon's memoirs in 1976, and one of the things they took away from that was he was shocked as the president of the I'm sorry, I can't hear that. That they were already in by 1972. Uh, Can you uh, uh, keep going, Phil? I'm sorry. I think you'll be able to – I want to make sure that Mr. Lasher can hear you. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I I can hear him now. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, he was complaining 50 years ago that the bureaucracy already was – Nixon was – that he couldn't move these people to do what he wanted. It, that was the third generation then. We're on like our sixth generation yeah. of bureaucrats that don't care. They're not going to go anywhere. Second point I'll make is regarding the loss of faith in our institutions, sadly, I think I 100% agree again, but sadly, 50% of this country, if you've been on Twitter at all the last week, is cheering this on. We got him. We yeah. got him. But they, He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail, that con man thug. I, I mean, so half the people in this country think this is a really, really triumphant day for democracy and the American way. So forget about faith in our institutions. Talk, talk about losing faith in your fellow citizens. Thank you, Phil. You know? I appreciate uh, it, man. Thanks. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Lasher? Because honestly, uh, y- you know, this is just exasperating this coming apart that that our that our uh, culture in our American society is dealing with. Yeah, no, I think Phil is spot on. Um, 
I, of course, I've, I've looked at, at warfare, and uh, Mao talked about this with cultural Marxism, that it, it's divide and conquer. And, you know, traditionally, uh, Marxism used class, right? But class wasn't working here. And so now they're looking more at ideology. They, they're, they're trying to do it with race uh, and these things. And you divide our country, and then you're not looking at things that really matter. And so, you know, when I look at the problems facing the United States, the problems with our national debt, with, you know, how are we going to deal with uh, Social Security? How are we going to deal with Medicare, Medicaid? That you've got, you know, millions coming over the border since Biden took over. That, and a lot of, there's child trafficking going on. Um, you know, that, that we're, they're so focused on, you know, getting the other side that we're not even watching what's what's happening to our society and uh and I'm, I'm very concerned about it all right let's see if we can grab another call here hey you're live with uh brian lasher and joel natalie on talk Erie. go ahead hello joel uh hello mr lasher uh, mr lasher did you read the the indictment i did not um i i read uh several articles on it but no i have not mm-hmm. read all 49 pages of the indictment I highly recommend you do, or you can listen to uh, readings of a podcast or whatever. Um, then you would know that when it comes to what we know about the Biden case or Mike Pence or the Clintons, the factual differences are alarming and blaring and clear in what Mr. Trump is accused of doing and what we know about all those other cases. Um, in none of those other cases do you have recordings of the people talking about uh, how they can hide from the FBI and how they can hide evidence or destroy evidence. Um, you don't have recordings of that stuff. Um, you have all this in the Trump case. I highly recommend reading it. And what's very interesting is the idea of the distrust in our institutions. If you remember when the, the raid first happened in Mar-a-Lago, the first instinct of Trump and his group was to say that uh, the FBI planted evidence. I heard callers call into the station and say the FBI planted stuff. We don't know what really the FBI might have planted. Trump himself said this. Uh, impugning the uh, reputations of the FBI who who did the raid. Um, they don't say that anymore. Now Trump says, all oh, that stuff was mine, I was allowed to take it, right? He completely changed his defense after impugning these and sowing distrust within the FBI by making up a lie. He knew there was nothing planted. He knew he had all that stuff there. And so now he's doing it again. He's saying the pictures that are coming out uh, in the uh, indictment, Although the one picture of the box knocked over, oh, that was staged. Well, that picture was taken by his co-defendant on his co-defendant's phone. So here he is Uh, sowing distrust, right? right, So why aren't we mad at him? Why is he the victim? I'm going to let him read the indictment. Thank Thank you. you. Read the indictment. All right. Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, uh, what what are your thoughts? What's your response to that? And and again, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I haven't read the case. And that may absolutely be true. But you can't tell me. That, you know, if this were uh, Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton, that they'd be doing this. I mean, look at what's going on with Joe Biden right now. And you look at the Hunter Biden tape and, you know, you have the transfer of money from other countries, you know, that that are going through all these different bank accounts. And the media shows no interest in this. So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't, you know, a, a very plausible case and that it's not serious. I'm just saying if you keep on going after somebody enough and you use all the statutes to do this in a, in a country that's already divided, 
So, um, you know, and, and I can read the indictment, but again, this is a prosecutor. His job is to, you know, uh, use the law to find whether or not there's guilt. And, mm-hmm. and my concern is, is this prosecutor doing it because he's applying the law equally, or is he doing it because he wants to go out and get Trump? I mean, you've had a number of prosecutors saying, I will make it my job to get Trump. <laughs> and the, so, the Manhattan you know, prosecutor ran on getting yeah. Trump. It's it's remarkable. Okay, I, I, last yeah. question for Brian Lasher here. Like I said, you got you, you know you were you you walked the halls of the Pentagon. I mean, you knew what was going down there. Tell from your perspective, tell us about you know Washington. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of loyal public servants, but we're lo- like like you, we've been saying all afternoon. We're losing uh, hope and respect in our public servants that, that work for the federal government. Um, is, is that Ill, Ill, ill-advised? Should we still trust the government to um, be fair? Uh, you know, I think this goes back to Lord Acton's, uh, you know, saying that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we've, we've gotten, we've moved power from the states to the federal government. And, you know, last summer I was reading the 12 Caesars. And so it starts out with Julius Caesar and then you got Augustus Tiberius. And, and what I found was the, the level of, of, you know, corruption and debauchery that existed in, uh, in ancient Rome. Uh, to me, it, it speaks to, to what we see now. Wow. And so, um, I, I hate to say this as, as a teacher and somebody, you know, who uh, took an oath to defend the Constitution, but A, I don't think the Constitution is being followed as it was written, and, and B, I have lost faith uh, in, in our current institutions and in our, our federal official, officials. And so it doesn't mean it can't be turned around, and it doesn't mean it's the entire institution. But I think when you're looking at the top officials – you know, uh, the, the head of, of the FBI right now, Christopher White, Ray, why is, you know, why are they stonewalling, turning over these documents? Yeah, that's crazy. You it's know, crazy. that that's a serious question. Yeah. And it, it know, really, it really begs, it really begs the idea, honestly, Brian, of your book about maybe it's time to have that constitutional convention so that we can really sit down and deal with the significant issues in the 21st century, right? Uh, well, I, you know, that, that book was to look at the way the Constitution was written to, to teach my students about why the vast majority of issues should be handled locally. I, I believe very strongly in local leaders and, yeah. and our state leaders. It's when you, you take education and you take policing and you take agriculture and you put them in the federal depository with, as the previous caller had noted, with these bureaucrats that, you know, they're writing rules where they're not living what they're having to deal with. Exactly. And so I, I think the larger issue is we need an honest media, mm. uh, number one. And, uh, you know, I think we all need to understand that first and foremost, we are, we're Americans here, you know, and, and whether it be the Pledge of Allegiance or whether it be, you know, our foundational principles, um, there's a lot more that unites us than divides us. And uh, as the, the gentleman who just called, who obviously thinks that Trump deserves to be 
not only indicted, but that, you know, this is a completely different case. Um, we need to, to learn to talk things uh, deliberately and intelligently, and, and I will take him up on that offer and read it, but I, I, I honestly can say I don't think it's going to change my mind for the simple fact that I've seen all the other injustices going on. Yeah. And again, I, I don't know that this isn't a valid indictment, but politicization that's taken place is very serious, and that's my concern. Yes, two things can be two things can be true at once. Yes, these are yes, these are can. these Indeed. are these are serious uh, charges that have been uh, put against the former president. But also, uh, is it appropriate to have the full force? of the Department of Justice go after the primary opponent of the sitting president um, in, 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 you know, uh, what are we, uh, 15 months away from an election. That's pretty crazy stuff. I got to let you go. Thank you so, so much. Brian Lasher, uh, again, I appreciate your insights and for taking the time. You're welcome, Joel. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com.